So today, the average French worker can leave work on a Thursday, having achieved already more than their British counterpart will in a week. Do you know how mad that is? Like, we are working more hours than we need to, and we're worse off. Hello, welcome to Peak Performance. I should say uh, to the ma- to the masses, we're on the recovering from the second hiatus. Um, it's like Keir Starmer's uh, comms team with doing multiple uh, multiple reboots, um, like Keir Starmer's labour branding. Um, Peak performance started off, uh, we started off doing one a week, uh, and now it's like, um, now it's like, uh, my dad used to have a, a Ford uh, Mexico from the 1970s, and he'd he'd get his uh, Mexico out sort of occasionally, so it's like this, same, this, we're going for the same quality, but um, slightly less frequently, um, I'm not sure if it's like a, Covid uh, distorting uh, my sense of time, or, or but um, fortunately it's not because of a lack of guests. Um, got a lot of guests racked up. Today's guest, um, very happy to have on. Uh, it's another Twitter mutual friend of mine. Uh, I started following Camillo. He was posting pictures of like plantain meals or graphs about GDP and population. And I thought like, oh, this guy's this guy's a, a good follow. Um, now his Twitter's blown up. He's got lots of followers, um, lots of uh, social media spread. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Um, it's good to have you on the podcast, Camillo. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we could. I mean, we'll be trying to schedule this for a while, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, man. So we're we're picking up the we're picking up the podcast. Um, I'm gonna probably aim for like one or two episodes a month now, and just go for like high quality as opposed to churning out loads of four four a month or five a month. Um, so it's good to have you on, man. Thank you. Um, let's start with some uh, introduction stuff. You are studying at uni, but you've taken a year off. Yeah, so I just took a year off and roll back in October to finish. What do you study? I study financial maths. Mm. Um, and I guess that comes out in the sort of content you post, right? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, what do you like to do with that? Um, well... I would like to well, continue my studies because in the world of investment management, you need a master's to, to get anywhere, to be honest. So after that, I would like to do a master's in investment management. I haven't really decided on what which university, but given the costs, um, probably you might stay in Surrey or go somewhere that's around the same price because 
um, financial uh, masters programs in other parts, like in like in you know the the standard good universities, mm. they're not it's not attainable, man. Like it's like forty k for a year. It's not it's not really something that someone like me can afford. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But after that, you know, just get a job in in the investment industry, hopefully. And that the city, yeah. the city of London, or yeah, definitely. You know, I'm not trying to leave. I'm not trying to leave London. And thankfully, you know, all the good jobs are here anyway. So that's that's what I'm aiming for. Sorted. Um, I I did say um, before we hit record that um, uh, I'm thinking of possibly changing the format in the future. But as of now, because um, we mainly I mainly pitch to Spotify, it's audio only. But you've your Zoom picture, you've got the, I'm not sure if the whole audience knows their memes, but you've got the stonks, the stonks guy get, getting his money. It's very appropriate. Um, yeah, you got got to stay on brand, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you are half Chilean, half Ecuadorian? Yes, yeah, my mom's from Ecuador, my dad's Chilean. You're a Londoner. You you were born yeah. in London, right? Yeah, and raised there. Is there a big Hispanic community in London? Yeah, I mean there's there's grown a lot as well. Um but there's just there's an issue in how they count them because the most recent, well, I wouldn't say recent, but like probably in the last 15 years, you know, the most the most common way for Hispanic or Latino people to get into the UK would be from Spain, isn't it? Mm. So obviously they would come as Spanish citizens. So obviously they wouldn't be classed as Latinos because they would be classed as Spaniards. So I guess that would distort the, the data. But yeah, there's quite a lot, especially in South London, South East London. You talk about Elephant and Castle a lot. Is that... Is there some significance for like Hispanic people? Yeah, that's like a hub, basically. That's where they, you know, you go there. That's where you find all the businesses, all the people, um, the churches. You know, like you know, Latinos are very religious in it, so like, that's a very that's a, that's a very important institution for people. Catholic or uh, well, there's a lot of Catholic. Uh, most of my family now they're um, Protestants, but just Christians in general. They've always mm. it's always been a big part of just the culture um so that's uh elephant and castle is uh hispanic hq basically yeah i mean right now it's getting gentrified but it's, they're still there man <laughs> i don't think they're gonna move if anything i think because like I, I was there like what like two days ago i was there yesterday innit? um and yeah like they've you know gentrified it all these nice uh buildings now but now the businesses are still there i think you know if anything they'll just be there in a nicer place which is good but, yeah it's, it's really nice and yeah i think not nah, the the area will keep the identity i think in the long term have you been to um stratum pardon have you been to stratum in london where's it stratum you mean yeah stratum wait what stratum bruv stratum stratum yeah yeah you're talking about south london right am i saying it wrong yeah, Streatham. Yeah, yeah, South London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I used to do karate there when I was a kid, man. 
<laughs> That's mad. I, you know, for the whole time, uh, I've been set up by people who uh, definitely say it the same way as me. That's peak. Yeah, no, I was like, I was like, Stratton, what is that, bro? I thought that was like some random village. No, Stratton, I mean, that's, that's in South. That's like, I think the 155 takes me there, yeah. It's not that far from where I live. Have you been on their um, high street? Yeah, yeah. There's a cinema there, Audion. The weird, weird thing about that, and I'm sure you get that like all over London, is you walk down these streets and like two thirds of the street will be like, Turkish barbers or you know yeah. like kebab shops or like laundry places and then you'll come across these random like little like Australian coffee shops by like rich white people with like loads of like crazy hanging like house plants yeah you're, nice. you're like it's nice I like that I I had a brunch there in like this place on the high street that was really tasty but you also just see like all these um, you know, like Middle Eastern shops next to it, and you think like that's kind of it's kind of um not so deep um London, but it's kind of like weirdly segregated in a way the way that they've got like yeah, kind of yeah, come from is... Sydney to yeah, definitely um yeah, gentrification is definitely a crazy topic um. Yeah, I mean, some people may say it's bad. Some people may say it's good. Um, I don't think it's that clear, to be honest. I mean, there are benefits, definitely. Mm. You know, they do bring in jobs. And, you know, parts of London that were completely, you know, just crime-ridden are not anymore. Mm. And, you know, that's good. I mean, less crime is always good, isn't it? You was saying about how Hispanic people are counted. Yeah. You recently did the census and you tweeted and said um, there wasn't an option for Hispanic people. Yeah, there ain't. And, and, you know, it goes into a deeper thing that, you know, even the term Hispanic, like, Hispanic is mostly an an American term used to describe Latinos. Because I think if you use the word Hispanic in a European context, like, you're most likely referring to people from Spain. So, like, there's even disagreement within, like, what term we should use. So, obviously, it's just, you know, identity is a very complicated issue. Mm. But, yeah, like, I would, if, if anything, I, if I had the power, I would lobby for it to be called just, you know, Latino or, or Latin American. Because it's more, yeah, it it's more, like, actually, what do you call it? And it narrows it down to the countries that we're referring to. Because, you know. Do you know... Do you know what your um personal ancestry is? Um, not I haven't done any of these of those like official tests because last time I checked, they sell off your DNA to all these dodgy companies. Yeah. Um, what I do know from my mum's side is that like in the eighteen hundreds, like because my mum's uh, surname uh, obviously comes from Spain, like. Obviously, it's unconfirmed. You know, you know, there's always like these stories in the family, but apparently, they come from like a group of Spanish people that came during the 1800s. I don't know what happened in Spain during the 1800s. Actually, wait, that's when Napoleon invaded Spain in the 1800s. Yeah, Spain had a mad. They had a mad century, actually. Um. Yeah. Um. Not just to really quickly go off on like a Niki um history lesson. 
they had a few um they had they were invaded by napoleon and then they had a few like civil wars over who the king should be yeah called the and, Car- carlist wars yeah, and that's what basically started the independence uh movements in south america because yeah you know you don't want to be ruled by napoleon's cousin in it <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah Spain had a pretty uh, raw century. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, going back to the thing, like, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be useful to have an actual box because, you know, it, it's the only way you can actually, you know, keep track of important numbers, you know, like education, you know, attainment, uh, you know, housing, whatever, whatever sort of uh, economic indicator you want to look at. You know, in, in the UK, you can break it down by ethnicity, right? And you know, it's an important thing to do because you know, if 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 you know there are differences in certain things, you know, it should be looked at, and, right? But there's nothing there for, for Latinos in it. You know, there's nothing there on education. There's nothing there on you know, like what what GCSEs do they get? How many hours do they work? There's nothing there in it. So it's just mm. it's not good. I think there should be some sort of way to measure how a group of people are doing basically yeah it's a tricky one it's definitely um i don't think europeans think to be honest the world in general kind of like low-key overlooks um latin america right yeah i mean it's not i don't know where i saw it but someone said they're not they're not rich enough to be europe and they're not poor enough to be africa so they're just like you know (laughs) they're just chilling and they're not you know populous enough to be asia so you know latinos are just um, did you see it on youtube pardon did you see did you hear that on youtube yeah yeah it's that guy's channel what's his name exactly um yeah he makes good history videos yeah yeah you know, because he was making a video on Latin America and like why basically it's different to North America. I thought, he's about, on. I thought about linking that to you, but then I thought to be fair, you probably already it's it's like what if altist, right? Yeah, no, I like that kind of stuff because yeah, it makes you think about you know like a lot of things that you know a lot of people just overlook. But if it, if that were to be changed, mm. history would change in a very very different way um there's definitely going to be more spanish-speaking politicians in the usa right in the future i mean definitely like there's just there's so many in it like it's like there are more spanish speakers in the u.s than there are in spain <laughs> you know, Madness. and that's just counting the legal people there's like 12 million illegals bro <laughs> and they're not counting for anything so there's even more um, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see because you know the US was supposed to be like an Anglo country, in it. You know that's how it began, the founding stock, its political traditions. But you know they're not anymore. Like I don't even among white people, like Anglo Americans are already a minority. You know, mm. so it, you know it'll be interesting to see how the political culture of the country changes with the demographic change, which is already happening. Something that I've noticed about um, in your tweets is you have 
like a Latin American, um, not so much like a predisposition as like a metaphysics. Like you're, you have like a Latin American outlook almost. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yes. And that fits in very neatly with when you're talking about British interests in relation to the USA, because obviously the USA has a history of doing crazy stuff in um, Latin America. But then when we're talking about the UK and there's a weird group of people on British Twitter who are like really defensive about the Americans. Um, Yeah, there's, I don't know, like the Americans have done really well in basically you know, brainwashing British people into mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, first of all, that like, a special relationship even exists. But, but yeah, like a lot of people, I don't know, like it's just, it's weird. Like, why you, like people really ride out for a country that isn't theirs? Like, mm. they don't even like you, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, what, what is wrong with you? Like, I just, I just find that weird, man. But you, but, yeah. um, I've seen you tweet about that, like the Harry Dunn case. Yeah. Fuck isn't it, you know, and it shows you that these so-called, you know, patriot Tories and all of that crap, it's just, it's just crap, you know. Mm, they're they, like they simping. Want, yeah, they won't, they won't stand up to America for what they did. And it's funny because countries that are 10% of what the UK is in terms of economical military power, they will stand up to the US, but the UK can't do it. It's mm. not because we can't, it's because there's no political will, like, you know, like the UK is still a relatively powerful country, you know, mm-hmm. especially among, you know, just you know, like among its peers, right? So, I don't know, man. I just, I just find it crazy because if if that would have happened in France, you know, the French would have not allowed that. They would have not allowed that, but, but you know, I guess. You think we just take take L's? Yeah, we do, we do, and it, it, it it's just. It's just part of the mindset, unfortunately, of the country now, isn't it? Like, we, we've been brainwashed into thinking that, you know, whatever the Americans do, it's good, right? Mm. And unfortunately, that's that's led us to take very silly foreign policy positions, and we're still living with those consequences today, isn't it? You know? Um, so we've done a little bit of intro. Finance, get the bag. Of course. Hispanic background, we love it. Um, and then a cheeky bit of um, fun, the USA. Um, as well. <laughs> you have a very good Twitter. Not to gas you up, but I like a lot of your takes. Um, when I was doing a bit of researching for this, and I was like looking up um, Camillo suggested sort of like economic policies and that sort of stuff that you post i realized that uh, i couldn't find some of the stuff i wanted i remember seeing a tweet that you i mean i already know the answer to this because we talked about it before the podcast actually but um somebody got cancelled for something like really innocuous and like stupid uh recently that they said like when they were like 12 or something i can't remember can you remember what that was what the guy playing cricket? I think. Wait, or was someone else? Somebody got cancelled for something that they said, like when they were like twelve on Facebook, or. Uh, but what was it like a famous person? Mm, yeah, and because 
that it, maybe it was a tweet or something um and then you had tweeted that and said like regularly delete your old tweets yeah i mean yeah definitely <laughs> you, delete, you delete lots of old tweets yeah i do um i don't know why i just doing it i mean i don't really have controversial opinions but i don't know like i just i mean i don't know i just feel like it's like safety yeah, I mean, you know, you got to take precautions before, you know, before before you need to, you know, basically. Mm. Typically, what I see with your tweets, is like, so my tweets are absolutely all over the place. And, like, it's some of, like, what I'm doing that day. Sometimes it's beef. There's quite a lot of beef, actually, that my internet self is, like, significantly more grouchy than I am in real life. Yeah. Um... In the morning, you'll post something like, how does Islamic banking work? Or what does Germany spend on defence? And then by the same evening, like the same day, you'll have pulled up like half a dozen charts and you'll be rampant post and you'll be like, the UK needs to spend 4% on defence or like Islamic banking is based or... <laughs> Well, yeah, like, I've, I guess I'm very, yeah, like, I like to ask questions. I like to find answers. Mm. Um, and, you know, we live in an age when you can find answers very quick, you know. And that's 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 crazy, isn't it? Because, you know, back in the day, you know, you had to literally go to a library and find, like, an encyclopedia or something to, mm. to look things up. But nowadays, you can find anything, man, and that's great, you know. Um. Yeah, you'll start with like a very open question and then by the evening you'll have reached a conclusion and it's usually like double um, STEM grants at uni or like double defence spending or something. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like you hit it right there. I mean, the two most important things that a country should take care of is education and defence. You know, everything else comes after that, you know. Mm. Educate people properly everything else comes after that. And if you defend your country properly, everything else comes after that. So that's why, you know, a lot of people may see me as being a right-winger, but um, I'm definitely not a ally of the Tories because they're not really good on education or defence. Pretty wet, aren't they? Yeah, they're not really, they don't really have a vision or strategy. They just, you know, I mean, we've seen them govern for 10 years. Not really much there to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely, I agree. Something else that I like, the other main thing that I like about your Twitter, Camillo, is when you'll be like, Angela Merkel on job or whatever, you don't code switch. What I mean by that is, you know, like you're talking one way for one group of people and then in a different way for a different group of people. Yeah, I guess it's just... Um, yes. but it's a habit, you, I don't know. Um... You made uh you made a tweet about um the opposition in Peru. Yeah. The right wing um protesters and they were holding up signs in English, which obviously it's like that's yeah. obviously not aimed at or was made by a Peruvian audience. And you had you captioned it something funny like the CIA are falling off. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's because, you know, they've they've always had a part in, you know, overthrowing governments in the region. So, but, you know, I mean, they probably still try it, but 
they just don't have the power they have. They don't have, they don't have the same power they had back in the day. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about that specifically. I'm talking about yeah. your your like lexicon, the way you speak. Um, yeah. It's nice. Um, the way you'll be the CIA like falling off or like. Angela Merkel on smoke or whatever, because you see yeah. a lot of white middle class people changing the way they speak. Yeah, no, I trust me, I've seen that. <laughs> Try and sound more London, and they're from like Hampshire or something. Yeah, no, it's it's funny, man, but you know, it's because I mean I don't blame them in it. London's the best place in the world, so obviously <laughs> everyone wants to talk like us, dress like us, be like us, <laughs> be like us. So obviously, you know, it's flattering if anything. London, uh, London nationalism. Um, I obviously um, just like the first our Zoom call is our first proper chat, which is nice. Um, but I heard you. I realized that you weren't changing the way you were talking when you did. Do you call it like an oral tweet? Is that what they're called? Oral tweets. Um, no, that's an voice tweet, isn't it? Voice tweet. Voice tweet. Um, and you were going off on um, young Tories on Twitter who oh, yeah, yeah, angle for safe seats. Yeah, yeah, them ones. <laughs> and you were going off in like a London accent, and I was like, "Oh, fair. This is your actual. Um, it's exactly how you type. Is how you sound." Yeah. <laughs> But that I like it. It's very authentic because um, obviously, like you're smart, but you see there's a thing with classism in the UK where people try and talk differently to how they would do at home. Yeah, just definitely. to get a, just to get an intelligent point across. Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's an issue in most places, you know. In most countries but you know the uk definitely has a huge issue with classism but I, I don't think i've ever experienced it myself i think if anything it's more pronounced when it comes to people that are like from the north or somewhere like that because i don't i don't think i don't think people may perceive me as being lesser than them because i speak like a london you know i think if anything if i spoke like someone from the north of england probably but but no, I guess, you know, mm. it's just the way we talk here, isn't it? I don't, you know, I was really happy. I've never seen an issue of it. Um, we were going to, I was going to bring up football at the end. Um, not now, but I was very happy when, um, is it Jordan Henderson? What about him? He's a scouser, right? Yeah, yeah. And he scored the first time for England in the um, Ukraine match. Yeah, I didn't, I actually. I didn't see the first goal because I was in the car, but, but no. I was literally like, I knew when they scored because I was like going through Clapham and all these pubs were shouting and I was like, oh shit, he scored. But, yeah. um, but I was very happy for them because um, the weird north-south divide thing, there's like Scousers feel a bit left behind like, compared to the rest of England. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to go to Liverpool because um, I listen to the Beatles. Yeah. And um, obviously the Beatles are Scousers, right? Yeah. And a lot of the song, I don't suppose you know, like Beatles songs. 
not really. I've heard a couple, but it's not really my kind of music. But yeah. Oh, fair. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I listen to grime and stuff as well, but um, they a lot of the song names are like place names in Liverpool. Yeah. So you can like go to like posed by the Penny Lane sign or like the the Strawberry Fields um like gates or whatever, and they're like famous yeah um, tourist attractions in Liverpool. So I'd like to um I might be going to Newcastle actually next month to see a friend um. I feel like the North is probably quite slept on. Definitely. I mean, I think, yeah, lot, like, the UK is the only like, major country that has only one big city because mm-hmm. you look at, you know, the US has multiple big cities, Canada, Australia, China, you know, even Germany. I, I think, yeah, like most countries, but the UK is just London and then <laughs> everyone else, you know. I saw um, an article on that by The Economist. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was talking about, like, yeah, like, Germany has, uh, it's like Berlin and then Cologne, Hamburg, Frankfurt, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, USA will have, like, Chicago, Detroit, LA, San Francisco. And in the UK, there's, like, a massive gap before you get to Manchester. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'd argue that the second city is Edinburgh, innit? Um, mm. Hopefully they stay around for a bit longer, but you don't know, innit? But, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a big issue because, you know, you can't just depend on one place and, you know, there's not, there's, there's not really been an incentive to change the system by the Tories and, you know, it's up to the government to do something about it, to be honest. Um, we've we've walked into city talk quite organically. It's not something that obviously I was planning. It just we popped up, I guess, because we talked about Liverpool. Um, yeah. I th- I knew that you were big on expanding uh, the size of London. Yeah. And then I think I linked you a picture. It didn't need to be a. It was a TikTok, but it didn't need to be a video format because. Um, it was just like a picture of yeah. um, to- Greater Tokyo imposed on the UK, and it's the size of like the Midlands and then half of the north. Yeah. How do you feel about the size of the cities? Do you think they're too small? I think I think London has been unfairly restricted and how, and how big it can grow. And yeah, I think you know we, we could grow up more. And also, we could use the land we already have more effectively. Mm. You know, I think that is a bigger thing that we can do. But, but yeah, you know, and also other places, you know, other other cities in the UK, I think, you know, they should be allowed to grow. But, you know, it's just, there's a very powerful lobby of people that will oppose any kind of development in places that they live. It's, really, <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult to do, you know, and yeah you you're just you're just hindering future economic growth you know and at the end of the day yeah not not to sound like a neoliberal because i'm not i don't like them pricks but but yeah man, the most important thing is growth man you know it's the only thing that will keep living standards growing people wealthier happier all of that and if we're artificially stopping the growth of cities 
it's not good. You've you know? said before um, the the left wing care too much about redistribution of wealth when they sh- should be thinking about expanding the pie so poor exactly. people have more money without taking away from rich people's money. Well, yeah, it's just it's just the best way to do things because if if your main goal and the main thing you just care about is redistribution all right that might give working people to put you know working class people or low-income people it might you know it might make them better off for a first couple of years you know but if if your main economic goal is just redistribution all right, you're going to do that, but there's not going to be any growth. It's a recipe to keep living standards stagnant. It's a disincentive know? to work hard, right? Um, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, but not, not, not as much as a lot of people would like would like to pretend it is. Like, I don't think it's that much of an issue. For me personally, I think the problem is that it's just you're not focusing on the key issue. You know, what, what brings people out of poverty, what brings people prosperity and wage growth and all these things, it's not redistribution, it's higher economic growth. Not to say that we don't need redistribution, of course we do, but it shouldn't be the main economic uh, policy that you're pursuing, you know? Is it fair to say productivity is the thing that you care about the increasing the most in the UK? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know who it was. It was an economist, um, American guy, I forgot his name. But he basically said that, you know, uh, that productivity is everything in the, in, the, in the long term. You know, it's the most important variable, the most important thing. I think it was Paul Krugman. He said it. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's, it, it's an issue, man, because, you know, British people work more than German people yet we produce less than them, you know. And this is one of the biggest factors as to why we're poorer than other European countries. But how many, you know, I, I take it you're very, you follow politics quite a lot, don't you? Mm-hmm. When was the last time the Labour Party talked spoke about productivity? <laughs> they don't talk about it. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not a thing they talk about. And it's like... And, and, you know, the, that's the problem with, like, the Corbyn agenda, right? Mm. Like, yeah, he was hitting out real issues. Yeah, you know, wages haven't grown, you know, for, like, you know, 10 years from the economic, from the financial uh, crisis. You know, uh, salaries, wages in the UK were stagnant, you know. Yeah. That was an issue. And obviously, you know, that that is where, you know, a lot of the populist sentiment came from, from the right and from the left, you know, with Corbyn in the left and, you know, in the right with, you know, a lot of the you know, Brexit uh, movement, you know, although Brexit came from more sides, but, but yeah, but, you know, they, they didn't really come with an actual solution or an actual, like, analysis of, oh, why is this happening, you know? Mm. And the, the, the intellectually lazy thing to always say is, oh, yeah, it's just these evil bosses or whatever. And, you know, it's not, it's, <laughs> the world is not that simplistic, you know, it's not really that, it's not really a very, you know, sophisticated analysis on, you know, how the economy works, right? And, you know, that's why I would want the opposition, you know, because at the end of the day, the opposition has an incentive to, you know, talk about government problems and, you know, mismanagement, but they don't really talk about this, 
you know, they'll talk about anything else except for the most important issue that affects households in the UK. And, you know, um, I remember a stat, which is really, I, I read it and I was like, wow, man, like, this is bad. So today, the average French worker can leave work on a Thursday, having achieved already more than their British counterpart will in a week. Do you know how mad that is? Like, we are working more hours than we need to, and we're worse off. What does that mean? It means we've got less money, and we've got less time. Mate. Right? <laughs> and to France, yeah? To France, like, come on, man. Like, we listen, yeah? And this is why I don't, Tories need to, they need to fix up here. Yeah? These men... They're all, you know, flag shaggers and all of that, you know. But come on, man, how how can we we be, we be behind France and Germany like that? It's just it's ridiculous, That's man. Embarrassing. It is embarrassing. How can it we? Is. How can we improve productivity? I mean, a lot of people have different answers to that, but you know, most people would agree that, you know, number one thing we need to do is improve the human capital of the UK. You know, I read in a report from the OECD that England has the highest rate of unskilled workers in the G7. You know, that is an issue. That is an issue. And that is something that has long term consequences, you know, long term consequences. So is because, it training? They need uh, all these people need. Yeah, we need we need to fundamentally change the way we view education and we view, uh, you know, training you know but you know education is supposed to be a, a, a lifelong thing it's not you know you do a GCSE and you just leave you know mm. you need to have a lifelong education and it needs to be either free or affordable you know and it's not nowadays you know how, right now how do you feel about um automation like robots I take it's, it? a, it's a good thing and I understand why people may be scared of automation and you know but it's a good thing Re- you know robots liberating people from doing jobs that don't really need to be done by a human that's a good mm-hmm. thing isn't it you know the issue we have is we think of it as you know especially a worker right you know someone that works you know let's say for example someone that works in a shop in it they see that as being you know a job a job killer basically and yeah it will kill jobs it will kill those jobs but policy government policy should be to create other jobs it should be to reallocate that labor into you know more productive uh industries in where people can even you know where people can earn more money you know that's what we should do but mm. i don't like the knee-jerk reaction towards automation that is bad because if anything that's one of the reasons we're so behind man because if, if you go to a factory in the uk and then you go to a factory in south korea or in japan like these guys they got like some crazy robots there and this has been a long-term problem from like years like you know since like the uk lost its productivity uh, um so it was top productivity in europe up until the 60s and since then, it's just been going worse and worse and worse, and we're like miles behind Germany. Mm. It's like a lack of and innovation, it, or nah, man. That's the thing. That's that's the paradox in the UK, man. <laughs> like we're good at innovation, we're just not good at applying it. You know, we've got the we've got world leading universities, we've got the best academics, we've got all these lovely things, but when it comes to applying it into industry, we just we don't do it enough. We don't do it effectively. Mm. How I feel about what you said about automation 
is kind of how I feel in retrospect about Brexit. Yeah, what we like, No, no, no. Obviously, I've, I voted to leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm based, but um, <laughs> I the Brexit I imagined wasn't the Brexit that the Conservative government who were wet, not what they delivered. And so with automation, it's like on pay on like the Camillo policy paper, the robots will take those people's jobs and then they'll get new jobs. Um, or I kind of like the idea of like, you know, you know, universal basic income where if they lose their job, they won't be screwed. But I think what will probably happen is the robots will take their jobs and then the government won't really care about them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in that scenario, eventually the government will have to care because if you've got hundreds of thousands of people without an income, they're going to have problems, aren't you? But mm. no, I, I agree with you. Like, you know, it, it is something that, you know, because you know we we've already seen we've seen workers being displaced by policies like this before you know you know when, when they closed all the mines in the north you know nothing mm-hmm. ever came to replace them and you know globalization has you know caused a lot of people to lose their jobs in a lot of parts of the west mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we should be against globalization you know the problem there was that we were not able to we we didn't have an adequate policy response to the changing global economy because you know globalization is inevitable like you know that's interesting Camillo because you talk about globalization obviously I assume the audience everyone everyone who follows peak performance they're they're all um, based on high IQ so I assume everyone's on board with like what we're talking about um but in my mind, I thought to myself, like, oh, that sounds like globalist. Yeah, no, I get, like, I get what you're saying. But then you will, you're very patriotic for the UK and you want, like, high defence spending. You don't like illegal immigration. Is that right? I mean, well, no, I don't because, <laughs> you know, it screws <laughs> some up. People, some people will be okay with that, though, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, no, but it's just, you know... I guess it's one of them topics where it's very, it's very nuanced, you know, um, in terms of like what you say, what you feel, because yeah, I do think it's an issue because you know, who who suffers from it? It's the British labour force. It's the people that are being trafficked into the UK because most of the time they lied about what they're gonna get in the UK. So yeah, it's it, it's a it's a criminal industry basically. So yeah, don't support it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just interesting that you are pro globalization without being a globalist well yeah i mean the way i see it yeah globalists are them people that they just don't believe in borders they don't believe in national identity or the nation state or just anything they just believe that we should always be one massive blob and the un and you know all of that crap but but now you know i believe in you know borders national culture identity all those things but the reason I'm not anti-globalization is that the UK, yeah, and we're a lovely country, we're the best country in the world, isn't it? But we're like what 67 million people, yeah. We're less we're less than one percent of the world. In terms of GDP, we're like two percent, right? Mm. We need to interact oh, with the rest of 
That's not very yeah, high. I mean, we're a small country, isn't it? You know, 65 million, 60, you know. But, but yeah, the way I see globalisation as just a reality, man. It's not a thing of whether I like it or not. It's like someone asking me, like, do you like do you like when the sun comes out in the morning? Like, it's just, it's going to happen, bro. It's there. You know, what, what I want to do is make sure we maximise the rewards from it and we minimise the downsides from it because it's there, it's going to happen. We don't have an alternative. And, you know, I know a lot of people do memes about, you know, protectionism or like, you know, being like North Korea, but no, like, we can't do the whole, you know, autarky thing, bruv. We, we need to, you know, engage in trade. And I think Sorry. being being like a social conservative or a patriot and being a someone that's pro-trade or pro-globalisation, they're not contradictory, you know. They're not exclusive. No, they're not because we we need we need it, man. <laughs> you know, we, there's the, like I said, you know, if you're a bag chaser, why are you gonna just chase a bag in one country? The whole world is a bag, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go everywhere, man. You know, India, China, Brazil, America. Mm. Um. So when Donald Trump tried to bring the factories back to the USA from China, was he basically screwed? I mean. Thing about thing about um protectionism and all these things, yeah, it really depend the 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 outcome of, of these policies really depend on who's doing it. America is like thirty percent of GDP world GDP last time I checked. So you know it's the biggest economy in the world. They have bargaining power, they can do those things, but even for them, there's a considerable downside in enacting these policies. So for the UK, we don't have a chance, man. <laughs> you know, because you know, we're, we're the fifth biggest economy. Um, last time I checked, we overtook India again. Um, so it's the UK, then it's India, then France, and then because Indonesia. But but yeah, like obviously, you know, Trump. What he tried to do, you know, the narrative of globalization being bad and you know jobs being taken away from you, like you know, like I said, that has happened, especially in America. You know, there there are towns in America, uh, especially in states like Ohio, that they were completely wiped out like factories industry the rust belt yeah the rust belt basically that is an issue but you know americans have benefited greatly from globalization they have benefited greatly and just just look at the stuff they can order from amazon (laughs) or look at the stuff they can buy on black friday when they go shopping like Mm. you know they yeah they 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 have a bigger you know they have a bigger like purchasing power basically they can buy more stuff right obviously some things have increased in price over time housing university education stuff like that and that's an issue but like i said you can have the good things of globalization and you can minimize the downsides of it but the minimization of the downsides has to come from a public from a from a national policy in 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 regards to like taxation and stuff like that it's not going to come from protectionism or tariffs because no matter how big you are, if you start putting tariffs up, the people you put tariffs up against will do the same to you. And it's yeah. just going to be a spiral. And like a trade war. Exactly. It's not, it's not good for anyone, man. You know? And like I said, if, if, if China and America, which are massive economies, they do this and they still suffer, what hope is there for us? You know? Deep. Exactly. Like, you know, you gotta be you got to be aware of your limitations, you know? Um, but no. I think it's a good thing to trade internationally. 
Are you okay with doing a bit of like um what your personal politics are? My my pardon. Your personal politics, like what party? Because I've heard yeah. you, I've heard you say that you support the Labour Party. I mean, I support whoever is against the current government, you know. Yeah. And for many years, we believed that the Labour Party was going to be the vehicle for change, but they're just hopeless, aren't they? So I don't think they will be. But yeah, like nominally, nominally, I'm um, Labour because they're just anti-Tory in it, you know, for the time being, anyways. Um, I can definitely um cut this out like when I do the edit but I can hear a cat in your background yeah is that yours is that yours yeah, it's mine, yeah. what's he Probably. called what are they called good lucky there's lucky. a guy yeah, he's old don't know what he wants how old how old, how old? Uh, what? he's like 16 he's quite old oh same uh, I've got two cats they're like 12 yeah no um, I don't know what he wants to be honest. I literally just fed him, but yeah, being needy, yeah. I don't know why. The older they get, the more needy they get, innit? He wasn't like that. <laughs> don't know why. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you will ride out and support Labour, but you are very big on law and order. Um, you have strong views on what should happen to, um, well, all kinds of uh, strong views on um, rapists and all those sorts of nasty people um, yeah. who would probably not get a very severe sentence like in a Labour government. Um, yeah, well, like I said, I'm not, I'm not pro Labour. I'm anti-Tory, and whoever's mm. more likely to displace them, I'll support them for the time being. But definitely, there's a lot of Labour values that I don't believe in. I'm um, I'm a member of the SDP. Have you seen like um, people post about that on Twitter? Yeah, yeah no, I think I, I broadly agree with most of the stuff they say, except when they talk about protectionism and trade. They're just losing there, but but in terms of social policy, things like that, you know, they've got a point, man. But be yeah, like, like if the SDP were were more of a credible opposition force, I'd probably support them. You know, it's just Based. you know we have a very ridiculous electoral system, so we kind of have to basically always go for the you know choose the the lesser evil kind of thing. Mm, but ideally, parties, right? Yeah, ideally, I'll just set up my own party, man, because I can't... These guys are all just terrible. <laughs> like, you know, Labour has a lot of issues too, man, that I just I just can't stand them sometimes. Mm. Um, we might be rounding up the episode now. Yeah. Um, I want to know your thoughts. Is it coming home? Of course it is, man. Come on, bruv. Of course, it is like four nil. Yeah, four nil yesterday. That was bad. No, brutal. Yeah, I I reckon it will, man. I mean, we 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 beat arguably one of the best teams in Europe, innit? And the other best teams in Europe are all gone. (laughs) You know, France is gone. Portugal's gone. Um, Um, Spain. Nah, man. They 
they ain't what they used to be, man. You know, they used yeah. to have a sick team back in the day, but you know, not anymore, bro. We could beat Spain. Or maybe um, or Italy, right? Mm, to be honest, yeah, I really don't follow football that much. Only international tournaments. I don't think Italy's playing that good. We'll see. Um, um, uh, it's also remember, yeah, we're playing the final in Wembley, so we got an advantage. That's going to be on um, Sunday. Yeah. You know, I reckon. I reckon we could win. I mean, I'm a bit. I don't think if you remember, but I tweeted like we said, Lee in it now. <laughs> but I tweeted, if England wins the Euros, I'm going to get an England tattoo on my head. Great <laughs> man. Nah, man. I mean, hopefully we do win, man. It'll be, it'll be good. You know. I've... I think it'd be. I think the country would go absolutely off their rock if we oh, won. Yeah. Of course, man. I mean, we deserve it. We've been fucking in, on house arrest for like how long now, bro? <laughs> With all these restrictions. And that would be nice, man. I mean, I think every English person grows up watching England play and it's just disappointments, disappointments. And, you know, hopefully this generation does it for us, bruv, because I still remember when we lost against Portugal in 2006, man. That was painful. (laughs) No, but we'll see, man. Hopefully it comes on. Good vibes. Good good note to end it on, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's been good to talk to you, Camilo. We've done uh, lots of economics, Hispanic stuff. Yeah. Um, you're not actually the only um Hispanic guest I'm gonna have on. Um, I've got a friend of mine, Laura, who's um Colombian, who will come on at some she's point. She's from? from um, from like Colombia. Oh, but what ends London? No, she she lives in Colombia. All right, okay, fair enough. Not because I have 20 lawyers that are Colombian in London, bro. Yeah, Yeah, man, that's good, man. I'm actually going to release like a long article into the productivity crisis soon. So, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, because I've got a website in it. You know, I might be writing something um, actually on the Anglo American relationship, actually, um, for the Mallard. Yeah, yeah no, they're they're good. They're good. I've bought some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know anyone within the like team? Like, yeah, um, yeah. I was messaging um Mario. Yeah, yeah. No, I know him. He's cool. Um, he's sound. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe um, I'll write up like a brief um synopsis and send it to them and see if they like it yeah man that'll be good it's a good publication i think it's got a i reckon it it's got a good future because mm-hmm. it's yeah it's a gap in the market isn't it? you know it's mostly young people writing from a different viewpoint you know commentary because you know most most publications that are for like our people our age you know they're mostly like you know these commie types in it these work people in it so you know, it's just a definite gap in the market. Yeah. Um, yeah, good to talk to you, man. Yeah, man, it was nice talking.